Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This episode's brought to you by the following patrons. Jay's Pack, Sex Caliber Bones a lot. Madeline, Edward, Sunzi, Alyssa, Vixen, Holly, Natasha, Laura, Boise, Jeremy, Ali, Mr. Ragebomb, Libby, West, Dreskel, Aaron, Kristen, Tia, Jonathan, Kate, Isaac, and Karoon. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome horror virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group where we hang out daily. Have they tried just like a giant Kong filled with blood? <laughs> it would be blood pudding, Paige. This is Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tread on me for being a werewolf. <laughs> I'm just confused so as to where you thought stupid. the joke was in that sentence you just said. Big government's coming to send a special ops team because I'm different. First they came for the werewolf and I did nothing because I was not a <laughs> werewolf <laughs> and then they came for the vampires next week <laughs> and, and I, I did, did nothing, nothing. because <laughs> I love garlic <laughs> thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin I'm Paige I'm Mikey and I'm your Horror Virgin Todd which means I don't like scary movies but you guys make me watch them and this week I'm gonna say Mikey Hell yeah. made us watch Dog, Dog Soldiers. Soldiers and Mikey I get why you've wanted us to watch this movie for like the three and a half, four years you've been on the podcast? Yeah. Uh-huh. Is it an amazing movie? No. But for the money that it costs to make this movie, it is amazing. You can tell it's like low budget. You can tell right off the bat. Very. It was acted at a level and like shot at a level that I had to look up who made it because I was like, this person, no doubt, this is like their first movie and they are still working today. And they are like it's the guy who made the descent. This is the first movie he produced. I mean, put him on the map. It's a, it's really good. It is. It's really good for a first time out. Yeah, but yeah. Like also like most werewolf movies are like very boring, and so at least this one had action. Well, most werewolf movies are about the difficulties that come along with being a werewolf, and they're more like yes. emotionally driven stories. They're from the opposite perspective. Yeah, but this movie is like nah, fuck all that emotion. Let's shoot at werewolves, and honestly. See, Mikey, yeah. I was here for it. Or maybe I'm tired of uh, those movies empathizing with the villain. You know what I'm saying? Where, like, they murder a bunch of people, and then I've got to, like... It's really hard for me to murder a bunch of people. No. No, no, no. I disagree. I think it's really interesting to examine the idea of having an internal nature that is in conflict with 
your morality. I think that's an interesting way to look at a story. Do I have the book for you? The Bible. <laughs> I, I've read it. Same. No, but like every every werewolf movie is what Paige is talking. Like, like, like it's such a cliche that at least this one was like, okay, at least we're it's different than, than than most werewolf movies. And you got to see that guy box a werewolf, and that was fucking cool. So whatever. <laughs> I did. I did love when he like punched him and the tooth flew out <laughs> and it stuck into the wall. That guy was a badass, hundred percent, because he's about to die. He he's was. like, I hope I give you the shit. Oh yeah, if you go out with the clarity of. <laughs> to drop a banger like that. Oh, that dude was amazing. That was great. That was Spoon, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah spoon, spoon, dude. Loved him. Uh, I will say, when I was in screenwriting school, somebody pitched and outlined, I don't know if they ever finished it, one of the best werewolf movie ideas I had ever heard. And I, to this day, keep an eye out for somebody to make it. And I'm mad it hasn't been made yet. He he wrote it from the perspective of a homicide detective who's trying to solve the cases. And then two acts into the movie, he realizes it's him and he's been trying to solve his own murders. And then he's on the run from his own team. He's on the run from himself, Mikey. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. That almost feels like a meta breakdown of the werewolf uh, like Ouvre. Yeah, yeah because yeah. like it is you know very internal and it's him struggling with that that i would watch that movie yeah yeah oh yeah i saw an interesting small film kind of like that called werewolf werewolf within uh that came out a couple years ago it was last year and it's in color this year if you want to watch it in color because it was originally in black and white no not the marvel one it's a oh. it's like an indie it's like an indie horror film and it's about like a sheriff in a small town like they're like this can't be an actual werewolf so it's like is this like somebody yeah. setting people up and it, it was it was pretty good it was pretty right. good is, is this a prankster yes it's just a prank bro just murdered four people it's just a prank <laughs> for me uh you could cut 20 minutes out of this movie and i wouldn't miss it completely agree they need to get to the single location faster yes and then not have so much happen while they're there yes yeah because the third act of this movie is just how many walls can we break i love that and then at the end spoiler alert all of them they break all of all them, of them. I can't believe you hate that part. I mean, they, they need to break through all the walls. Mikey, I loved it. I hate it because it <laughs> goes on for so long that I stopped keeping track of who was breaking what walls. You can't get to repeated werewolf puns when he's mad at the betraying woman until it, it, without the setup. <laughs> Mikey, no, but that's what I will argue. You have two setups and you don't need one. It could have been her or Ryan. Yeah. We didn't need both of them. It could have just been her. I think that's a great device. She, like her plot, no holes. Great. Ryan's plot also, no holes, but we need one or the other. We don't need both. And you're ex exactly right. They've got to get to the location faster. They don't get to that single location until almost an hour into the movie. Like, it's a long time. They were definitely still in the woods like 45 minutes in the movie because I paused it to yes. Natalie uh, left while I was watching it. So I paused it and like walked her out. And I was like, wow, 40 minutes. Really? OK. Yes. OK. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's got it's got some some pacing issues that would be easily solved. But then the thing that drove me nuts is, first of all, we see the werewolves early, like way too early yeah but then once you realize that there are people in suits that can't really see well mm -hmm. in the suits that ruins <laughs> it for me entirely because they just walk around bumping into things and it is 
hilarious. But I'm like, any idea of this being scary, out the window. But then that guy from Rome is in it, and he's fucking hot in this movie, and I am here for it. Kevin McKidd or whatever. Dude's amazing. I love that guy. A lot of good Scottish actors in this film. Yes. It's a who's who of that guy's. Sir Davos is a bad guy. Yeah, Sir Davos, yeah. But it's and it's literally and the other guy I was trying to look up if it was the same guy from Mayhem, but it was not. And I do love Mayhem, even though it's not a horror movie. I know which guy you're talking about though, because he does have that guy from he Mayhem. He looks vibes. like that guy, but I know <laughs> I've seen him in other stuff because yeah. like I pulled up his IMDb and he was in a million other things. But this is a who's who of Scottish actors that are often soldiers in other movies. Yeah, Paige, I honestly don't disagree with anything you just said. I do think it's got pacing issues. I do think. Her reveal at the end, because we already know Ryan is going to turn. Yeah. Like, it feels like a hat on a hat, right? Yeah. I honestly sort of like her reveal better than his, but largely because that's more of, it was more of a, oh my God, because it forecasted that he was going to turn. Like, we could tell early on. Yeah. I called both. Neither one surprised me, but I thought hers had a better emotional weight to it because what I wanted from her and we get like a sentence or two of it, but we could have spent more time sitting in it if we didn't fuck with Ryan. Right. Yeah. So like her thing is it's her family. They live out in the middle of nowhere to kind of keep to themselves. So like, they're not just out ran- like they are stealing hikers or whatever, but it's only every once in a while. You say when they- stealing like they're not gobbling down those hikers on the daily. See, this is the where this is the werewolf apologist that I, know, I don't right? like. Can I finish? No, they're try- they're not like they're not like living in Edinburgh. Like they're trying to keep to themselves, and when people wander into their territory, yeah, it's too bad for them. Paige, yeah, I they're probably like living off of like wildlife, Animals, like deer. Yeah. And turkeys that are out there I don't know what's indigenous yeah. to that area but that kind of stuff that kind of stuff and so her line of like they're actually really nice people like I would have loved to sit in that more of like these are my family and I'm just trying to keep them safe that's such a more interesting motivation and we don't get it until very late in the movie where it then tries to like backtrack and be like she's been sabotaging them the whole time and I'm like but not really. She's just kind of been along for the ride. And she hasn't been like using a weapon that would kill the werewolves. Yeah. She's like using the flash on the camera to like blind right, them to just or whatever. get them to leave. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, sure, if you don't have any other weapons, that's the best you've got. Great. But it made sense right. as to why she wasn't really trying to like grab even a pot and hit him like Flynn Rider. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, in her conflict, when she does have the gun and fires it because she knows that if she doesn't, they're going to be like, why didn't you shoot at them? And her kind of conflicted yeah. look when she does it. But that's literally moments before she reveals, you know, what's going on. I guess. Do they have control over whether they change or not? That's what I didn't like about her reveal was that she should have already turned. Because that is confusing. Yeah. Yeah. She should have already turned. Well, and that was confusing for her and Ryan and the Sarge. So, like, it would seem that, like, yes. And they do try to explain it in this movie with a metaphor about shitting where they're like, well, if you have to shit, you make it to a bathroom. And I'm like, first of all, not always, yeah. as Mikey has, has told us. Yeah, God willing, right. sometimes you shart your shower. Yeah, sometimes you shart your shower and then you got to waffle stomp it down the drain. But like, <laughs> Or as we call it here at the Horror Virgin, the Mikey. It's not how, that's not as much. I did not shit that much. It was like a little <laughs> tiny spot. We weren't there to, to prove. We couldn't measure. Mm. So we will just have to go with our assumptions. But yeah, it does seem like it could be wherever. It's also full moon based though, right? Right. So like this is only happening during the full moon as opposed to like a twilight 
when they can change wherever they, whenever, At wherever will, they, yeah. whenever, wherever they're wolves and they're together. Yeah. Or like True Blood where they can change whenever they want. Yeah, exactly. Like I understood that I understood the officers being it's like a slow, you know, zombie like turn. Because it's basically a setup like a zombie film, but with werewolves. Right, because he yeah, gets but, bit. Yeah, yeah. But her being like, mm, oh, I guess I got a shit now. And then turns, <laughs> you're like, I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Here's the thing, though. It'd be great for me if they did shit when they turned. And it's just like, what is that smell? <laughs> My whole thing was like, who's creating new people over here? Is this like an incest family? Or is this like they're killing, they're like having sex and then killing the people? Or Can I tell you my headcanon? Sure. Sure. Because the movie doesn't tell us. The movie doesn't tell us. My headcanon was they were camping. They're, they're a family, right? Yeah. They were camping. They all got bit. They all turned. They take over this uh, this farmhouse or they killed who was there and they make that like their stronghold and they try not to interact with people and the reason she was out that night was to see if people were going to like they heard gunshots they're like are there people in the area she was doing reconnaissance now her relationship with ryan is a little bit weird where she like helped them and then he turned and so that muddies the waters that's what i would cut is Ryan and that piece. I would say that the fact that there are like 30 bodies hanging in the basement of this place yeah, lets yeah, me yeah. to believe that they are not as nice of werewolves as you are making them out to be in this moment. Well, they're werewolf apologists. That's all I'm saying. I said, hey, maybe they killed all the people that lived at that house, you know, like, yeah. you know, and she's scouting to see if people are going to be close enough to the house, maybe to kill them. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say they don't kill people. I'm just saying. I think I think the major problem with the pacing is that the effectiveness of the guns gets to silly levels where they like yes. fire, where oh, they just like fire yeah. hundreds of rounds. They're definitely bullet sponges. Yeah, they're bullet sponges. Well, yeah, because yeah. they can't be killed like that. And do they ever? I guess he kills one at the end, and that's it. Well, one of them gets stabbed at the end by silver. Well, and then he shoots it in the head, right? He does. Uh, well, he so he stabs one with silver, but Spoonie stabs one. But not with silver. But yeah, with regular knives. Mm -hmm. But it does incapacitate it for a while. Sure, yeah. And then they torch the house. That's how he kills pretty much everybody. Dude, that explosion at the end looked better than Oppenheimer. I was here that for was it. Wild. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, they did. That's that's where all the money went. But oh, no, for I, sure. I, I I dig it. It's like a fun time. It honestly, like, so I was expecting it to be way worse based on things you've said about sure, it. Sure. And when I say way worse, I mean like in production value, I mean like in acting. Like a like a blood diner level. I no. expected it to be like that kind of crazy. The acting is great. Man, Paige, the acting is so good. For how low budget this movie is. Well, they got like all of these great Scottish actors. Yeah, yeah, and, like, they they're, did. They're, they're like, yes. they're like way knocking it out of the park. I, I wish they could go back in time and give these people like ten million dollars. Be like, re, like make this, do make this a great for movie. real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, he's been trying to make this into a uh, trilogy to <sighs> no avail. So good. Although he's also been busy with other projects. Like this guy, I did a deep dive on him, and I was like, who the fuck made this movie? Because it is like this movie blew up uh, when I was like in college. It was like. Like got a lot of like horror buzz. And it definitely like, got a cult yeah. following, and that's sort of mm -hmm. what helped him make the descent later on. Yeah. And also, this movie did. All spoiler alert: it made money. So like, you know, <laughs> I was just really impressed with him, and he's he's gone on to do a bunch of other stuff. In fact, he directed two of the best episodes of Game of Thrones. But when was the first time you saw it, though, Mikey? Well, in two thousand two, three, like in college. I had like read about it on the internet when I would like be on forums and look for good movies that are coming out. Yeah, that's what you were looking for on uh, the internet in 2003. 
I mean, I did other things too. <laughs> I, uh, but I mean, like, I, I got the DVD and I made everyone in my college friend group watch it. And everybody dug it. So yeah, it was cool. It was cool to find movies that people loved back then. But that movie, my friends were like, "Fuck, what the fuck is Dog Soul?" They were giving me so much shit. And then we watched it. And they're like, "Okay, all right, we apologize. That was pretty cool." I get it. Yeah. It is more, I think, like an action movie than a horror movie, although it's yeah. definitely a horror movie, which yeah. I will say, Paige, when you said it's not scary, like fully, it's not like it is very much just dudes in rubber werewolf suits walking around a house or bumping into shit around the house. But bumping I'm into, into shit around the house. Uh, but they've got like because they got these big old giant werewolf heads and the fur. But then the bottom half are like the costumes from Cats the musical, and that kind of <laughs> took me out of it a little bit. Where I was just oh, like, "Oh man, this is way better than Cats the musical." Paige, come on. I don't know. I mean, no, Cats the musical is insane on such a crazy level that it comes back around to being also bad. But like, you know, yeah, I was about to say it's the one like musical that I like refuse to watch. I watch. I watched it once and I was like, oh, this isn't a musical. It's just short stories about cats set to music. I'm out. I prefer the movie version where Judy Dench has human hands. Uh, <laughs> the movie is so fucking nuts where they try to make it all into one story and it, it doesn't <laughs> work and everything about it is bad and the CGI is unfinished. And but everyone is just like, you're into this, right? And you're like, no, but now I'm trapped here in this movie theater. I love to force people to watch Cats the movie. It's terrible and great. Well, that's a lot like what Mikey does with this movie. But I I like actually enjoyed that experience. If you made me watch Cats, I would be very upset with you. Todd, I, I'm here to tell you that we would have so much fun talking about it and shitting on it. It'd be worth it. Oh, I know. But we I mean, we can't even do it on Romance in the Pod. There is a <laughs> love story. No, it's a reaping ceremony for Cats. But you know what? Someday. Someday. Never. Someday for Patreon or some shit. No. No, there's. I don't think there's amount of money that's gonna make me want to do that. I'd do it for Patreon. Anyway, should we get into this movie? Yeah, maybe we should go through this movie scene by scene. Yeah. So we open in Scotland with campers, uh, and they're about to have tent sex. But before that happens, she gives him a letter opener that is silver, which is a weird gift. But she's just like, "You're a writer," and I was like, "So he opens a lot of letters." Yeah, rejection letters. Yeah, passive aggressive <laughs> gifts. I love it. Why don't you get a real job? It's Chekhov's letter opener. I love that she was like, "This is like a gift that you can only give someone that you like really trust." Yeah, because you're essentially alone with them in the woods and have gifted them a murder weapon. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think I have. I think I have a silver letter opener. Do you? I don't have a letter opener, but I also resent mail. All my rejection letters come online, so I don't need one. Same. <laughs> Unless you want me to just hold it menacingly as I open emails. And that I'm kind of in for. I'm kind of here for that. Uh, anyway, they go to have tent sex, but they get interrupted by a werewolf. This opening scene is actually pretty great because the werewolf is like holding her like yeah. Yeah. up out of the, the zipper coming up. I was like, OK, this is good. And just like blood spray. Yeah. She gets ripped in half. Ironically, he could have just held on to that knife and then stabbed that werewolf. Yep. Well, he reaches for it and, and can't get to it before the werewolf kills. Well, the werewolf took about 10 minutes to uh, zip up that tent. That's true. That is true. But he didn't know it was a werewolf when that was happening. Could have just been another hiker being like, hey, I saw your vibe from across the campfire. <laughs> I noticed that you guys had a sex tent and I'm a navigator. Hello. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Sorry, that's a really bad, like, boating joke. 
<laughs> but Paige, I at this point paused the movie and looked up who made it because I was like, okay, Mikey told me this is low budget and it does sort of look below budget but this is effectively a badass low budget cold open like it does its job well yeah yeah great cold open and they're immediately you know blood mist and then it's just dog soldiers and you're like oh shit (laughs) okay hell yeah okay well he goes on to make i mean descent arguably is one of the scariest movies made in the last like 20 years descent is super fucking scary yeah man but also just big i'm like why would you go down there don't go down there well people love spelunking so many people have died there was this video on tiktok of this dude doing like the cave crawl where it's like two pieces and you're crawling in between i'm like why would you do this no people die this way all the time literally every year like people die that way all the time yeah every year it's not for me people die like from vending machines falling over them i'm still careful about that i'm okay dying with uh, under a vending machine it would be so funny for my obituary (laughs) like i accidentally you guys can't really see it but i bent over to smell a cake the other day and burned my chin on the like pan that was holding the cake and my mom came home and she was just like what happened i was like i burned myself in the fattest way possible (laughs) like (laughs) so if i got crushed by a vending machine people would be like that sounds about right for her (laughs) on brand i mean Paige, i don't really blame you for burning your face on that it was a coconut cake yeah i don't i don't blame you for burning your face on that i mean your legs were uh, up behind you and you were just floating on the wafting (laughs) smell of it so you had no control Uh, no control (laughs) if it had been on a windowsill you'd have been fine the problem was they hadn't put it there yet they hadn't put it there and i had i had to like tippy toe and yeah so the handle (laughs) of it just got the whole bottom of my chin it's it's healing up nicely but it's like the time that i had an asthma attack in the in and out drive-thru and i was just like i gotta get out of this drive-thru because if i die here people will never stop laughing about it (laughs) 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 it's bad anyway dog soldiers two hours earlier and we cut to like a like a special forces test which we will eventually find out was for the mission that we're going to watch later yes but lucius varinus is like running through the forest. I, I wrote him as that in my notes the entire time. The entire time. time. <laughs> Hell yeah. He is so good in Rome. R.I.P. Titus Polo. Oh, Titus Polo. I love Titus that guy. Titus Polo forever in our hearts. Yes. Anyway, he's being chased. They finally catch up with him and they're like, you've been, you've evaded capture for 22 hours or whatever, but you would have done it longer if you would have taken out our ability to track you. You should have shot the dog. And the guy's like, yeah, no. I'm not gonna. I'm not a monster, so I'm not gonna shoot the dog. Right, and this well, is like, like this is a, a training exercise. exercise. Yeah. Yes, yeah. this is a training exercise. I'm not gonna just shoot the dog for no reason. I mean, if the dog was like attacking him, or like if they, if they ran into like a wolf or whatever, like yeah, sure, shoot the wolf sure. if it's attacking you. But like if it's leashed up, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm definitely not gonna shoot a dog. You're crazy. Well, and and the guy's like, you. What good are you to me? You can't even kill a dog because we'll find out later that he needs him to kill giant wolf people i would argue that shooting a giant fucking werewolf that's coming to kill you is way easier than shooting a dog that's sitting patiently on a leash and he would have because he said he's like i'm just not gonna kill a dog for no reason like yeah if a dog was attacking me and it's me or the dog sure but like sure you have not given me a reason and ryan who's that special forces guy just walks over and shoots that dog for no reason i was like oh he's dead Pull his intestines out. Shred I literally him. wrote any organization that requires you to kill a chained up dog can get 
fucked. Like, I was so mad at the beginning of this movie. I love the reference to this in Kingsman, where it turns out that all the guns have blanks. Yeah. Where it's like, we would never make you actually shoot this dog. Yeah. Anyway. Super upsetting. Very upsetting. Right out the gate. I'd shoot my dog. <laughs> Mikey, I would not admit Mikey, that. Mikey, no. Look, I'm special forces now. <laughs> no. Nope. And we should cut this because we'll get a lot of hate mail around that. Yeah. People hate when people shoot dogs in movies. Well, it happens in Halloween 1 and they love that movie. Not really. But, I mean, most people do. But they actually teach you in screenwriting school not to kill pets. Like, it's a thing. Yeah, I've heard this. A thousand times. But I think also think it ups the stakes. Mm, I, I think it's not worth it for how mad your audience gets at you. Like, I understand it in this scene because we're coding him as a villain, right? Yes, same. Mm -hmm. I was going to say the same thing. So, like, now everyone wants that guy to fucking die, right? Yeah. If he had lived, I'd have been way more mad about it. Yeah. I don't want the good guys to kill dogs in movies, but the bad guys, I think, should be able to kill anybody. Men, women, children, dogs. It's Can I tell you, Mikey, it is the reason I have not been able to finish a John Wick movie. I got part of the way through the first one and could not watch after the dog. I was done. And I don't even like dogs, but it bothered me so much I couldn't finish the movie. I, like, had to turn it off. I've seen the first John Wick. I hated that part. It gets way better after that. You watch the shitty part of that movie. Like, you should just jump to, like, 28 minutes in or whenever he starts killing everybody and just go into it like you don't know what's going on. I tried sitting through more of it, and I was so unsettled I had to turn it off. I get it, I was man. like, Interesting. I'm done. I can't. Yeah. It, ooh, even when bad guys do it, I, I don't like it. Like, I understand it, and in this, I didn't like it, but I was like, we're definitely going to murder that guy. So, like, you know, it's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, I watched, I watched Halloween in the Park last night. I forgot that he murders the dog. In the movie, yeah. No, he does. Well, he murdered a dog in the last one that we watched yeah. in, in yeah. four, but we saw it off screen, which I feel like if you have to do it, that's how you do it. That's the way to do it, for sure, Yeah. It still sucks, though. Hate it. Yeah, I forgot the first one he does, but and then I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Anyway, four weeks later in the Highlands, Lucius Varinas is with his army people, and they're on a training exercise because for the next 40 minutes, this becomes Southern Comfort, but in Scotland. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and this is the part that I would trim <laughs> considerably. I mean, you could make this one encounter and then them just quit. Yes. You could make this 40 minutes, 12 minutes, and it would be fine. You wouldn't miss any story and you wouldn't miss any gore or kills any either because they only lose like two guys while they're in the woods. And you can do that pretty quickly. They lose two guys in the woods. And when we get to it, we'll talk to it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. basically, th this is them like, OK, it's a training exercise. Once we finish it, you can go home. And watch a football game or whatever. And so they're just kind of making their way through the forest. But this is, again, this is aggressively where I would trim. Because it's also the part I would have trimmed in Southern Comfort. Where I was like, come on. Like, please get us to where we need to be for story. I don't need to watch them walk through the woods longer. Except in Southern Comfort, they don't get to. In Southern Comfort, it's a town. Right, Not right, a house. Right. But they don't get there until like 20 minutes till the end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I do think this is a way better version of Southern Comfort. Oh, agreed. I would watch this any day of the week over Same. Southern Comfort. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good double feature. No, that's way too much. <laughs> I honestly think they're too similar. I liked both of the movies. Yes. But they're too similar to watch back to back. I wouldn't want to watch them back to back. Yeah. They're too similar. And this is the one I definitely prefer. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do find out that they are on a training exercise at the same time as the special forces and that allegedly they're both shooting blanks. That's very important to note. But 
I mean, listen, they're definitely not shooting blanks. Well, one of them isn't. One of them isn't, but we'll get to mm. it when we when we get there. Yeah. I will say that they do something that makes the most sense, which made me like on board. But we'll when we get there, we'll talk about it. Yeah. So we get like a little around the, you know, campfire who's who. But we also get like monster vision in the forest and binoculars looking at the special forces guy. But we only see that one guy and we recognize him as special forces because we saw him before. But it looks like he gets immediately attacked and then we don't see anything else about it. But while they're sitting in the campfire, a whole chewed up cow just falls in the middle of the campfire and i was like awesome yeah <laughs> it was cool this is probably actually the scariest part of the movie for me because yeah. i just wasn't expecting it it's sort of a jump scare you're like oh my god what the fuck and it is like a shape that's like okay it's not a dog it's too big to be a dog it's too round to be a human like what is yeah. it and then you're like oh it's like one of those cows we saw earlier and it's like scottish cows. cows that have like long hair the they're Highland fucking adorable i love those cows cute. but the next morning, they're like, we got to find out where that cow came from. And this is, I laughed out loud uh, because they go searching for it and they pick up what I assume was supposed to be just like cow viscera, but it's definitely a filet. Yeah. Like it it's is. just a steak. He, I saw that. <laughs> hey, he sticks his knife into it yes. and like picks it up. And I was like, they literally just got that from like Kroger. Like that's <laughs> yeah. all that is. Or whatever they call it over in Scotland. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or, yeah whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever the Kroger is in Scotland, the whatever Kroger their Scotland. local butcher, yes. yeah, McKroger's, uh, <laughs> McKroger's, went to McKroger's and got a steak. <laughs> They're at Clan McKroger. I have just in my notes floor steak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, you wash that off and cook that shit up, right? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a good cut of meat. So they light off flares or they see somebody light off a flare. We know it's special forces. Yeah. Uh, so they go towards it. And they get to the camp and it's a fucking bloodbath. It it's is a blood mist. Like there is blood spray everywhere, but no <laughs> bodies, not even like really bones. We don't really see bones either. Yeah, nothing. Which I think it's because they take it back with them to their basement. Yeah, it's takeout. It is. They kill them there and take them to prepare them at home, it seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although we do see them eat the shit out of Spoon later. So yeah. maybe they do eat on site some and then save the, the rest for later. It's They eat Terry. Oh, that's And who then it they is. just murder Spoon. Yeah. Well, Spoon told him, he was like, listen, I'm going to give you the shits. So they, they didn't need him. Yeah. yeah. They were like, oh, no. <laughs> we didn't take our Bactaid, like lactate, <laughs> but for when you're eating spines. Yeah. Anyway, they see what has happened. And then immediately they look around and they're like, oh, they're not shooting blanks. Let's take all of their bullets. <laughs> and I'm like, exactly. Exactly. Well, I, I actually, I love that. Yeah. Oh, I did too. I was like. These guys are competent. Yes. I like competent people. Yeah. Well, and also that's like definitely what you would do if you walked up to a special forces campsite and literally they don't know the one guy's still alive, but then literally everyone's dead. Then you're like going to be like, what the fuck is out here? Something's happening. Switch to live rounds immediately and grab yeah. all the ammunition you can. Him popping up scared the shit out of me. It oh, scared yeah, me too, sure. Mikey. This is probably the second scariest moment of the movie. I forgot about that. Uh, and I, I do like that the Sarge is just like, okay, we have to assume targets are hostile. Yeah. Get your live ammunition. Like, 
Get it. I love when people do things that like make sense. Like that is what I think a sergeant in the military would say upon coming on this scene, you know, like, hey, take off the, I don't know, things they have on the front of their guns to show that they're not real bullets, you know? Yeah. And then load up live rounds. I also love that he literally says he's like this exercise is over yeah now it's about us getting home yeah and i was like fucking thank you (laughs) yeah it's immediately about survival and like from this they should run immediately to the house have that interaction where they run to her in the car and she drives them back home you know yeah because we they do stick around the campsite too long but they do it to bandage up ryan yeah who looks to be dying he looks like he's dying and i'm here to tell y'all if i am that injured just like later when sarge's intestines are popping out please shoot me Shoot me. Do not try to save me at that point. Same. Especially if I'm on a hike because you lied to me or something or like drugged me and took me out to the forest. Honestly, if I'm on a hike, shoot me is what she said. If you ever find me on a hike, shoot me. Shoot me. I think it's funny that Sarge's intestines are also from McKroger's. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) They they step on a set of of fake sausage intestines that look very fake they look like the ones i used to make in film school which by the way very easy super fun to make and you can make them with nylons and fill them with jello so that people can chew on them and pull and like all they taste is like cherry jello yeah but it looks like somebody's like yanking through intestines it's real fucked up it's awesome (laughs) anyway they very quickly are like oh no whatever did this is coming back we hear the howling so they take off into the woods in formation and they learned very very quickly that no matter how much they shoot it at it it doesn't fucking matter it it keeps coming yeah it'll slow it down but it's not killing it right like we never we never see a dead werewolf really never in this movie at all like we don't we never get the moment where like one werewolf brings a little like clay thing with the other werewolf's like footprint in it home as a keepsake we never see that kind of stuff right (laughs) Or just like a wooden box that you had to pay $500 for so that they would burn your werewolf, not with the other werewolves, although they probably still do, and probably just fill it with random ashes. But you're distraught in that moment, and that's when they try to sell you things. I'm grateful that when we lost Pupcake, Blue Pearl didn't do that kind of stuff. That you know of. No, I mean, they didn't. Oh, that we, they didn't try to sell to you? We, we, uh, so that day, we took her to Chattanooga and buried her under oh, uh, one right, of her favorite right, that's right. trees. So, and they were just like, listen, we can do this, or we can do this, and they weren't really trying to sell us on anything. They were just like, you need to go home and grieve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I appreciated, even in that super sad moment. Anyway. Uh, this is the first shot we get of the werewolf where I was just like, yeah. Mr. Mistopheles. <laughs> <Like, this is laughs> Angelical werewolves. Oh, Lord. Jellical wolves with jellical bites. <laughs> jellical wolves with jellical <laughs> bites and blood on the stuff and their intestines are out. I hate cats so much, but it didn't prevent me from really enjoying that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is where uh, the werewolf kills Bruce, which literally like seconds before they were like, Bruce, don't be a hero. And then Bruce just gets torn asunder uh, like immediately. I love that, though, because it positions Bruce as like 
the badass of the squad. Like they're yes, like, yeah. doing <laughs> hero shit, Bruce, like you're doing normally because you're a goddamn hero, Bruce. And then Bruce dies immediately. 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 Yeah. Sarge gets slashed across the stomach so his intestines are coming out. Oh, yeah. His sausages fall out, Paige. They fell right out of his fanny pack. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like the scene in Tropic Thunder where Jay Baruchel, where the, in the beginning where they're filming and he's like in the helicopter, he's like, what am I looking at here? And it's like very clearly spaghetti yeah. and sausage. <laughs> what is this? I, okay, but like, listen, for low budget, I think they did a great job with the gore. Sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, of course. But it was low budget and you can tell it's low budget, but loved it. You can tell. But this is where Lucius Varinus finds him and is just like, oh my God. He's like, don't worry, push him back in. We can run with your intestines out. And I'm like, no, you cannot. You cannot leave him there. Shoot him in the face. The lion, the witch, and the audacity of just stuffing <laughs> someone's gut back inside them and then demanding they run away is insane. Bro, I'd stuff y'all's guts back. Shoot me, Mikey. Do no, I can't wait Mikey, to someday stuff no. your intestines back Don't inside you. Don't you and fucking be like, dare. Time for, time for sprints. Let's go. No, Mikey, if my intestines are out, Shoot me. I'm not going to let you die, Paige. I'm going to die on purpose. I promised Jake I'd try to save you at all costs. You definitely did not because even Jake would shoot me. I'm going to ask him. Hold on. Also, Jake would be there with her with breakfast sandwiches. Oh, Jake. Uh, he's making breakfast right now. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I love Jake. He's the best husband. If I was in the forest and a werewolf had like slashed my stomach open so my intestines were out. Would you shoot me? Absolutely. Thank Boom. you. <laughs> That's true love right there, Jake. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't because I know Paige's dream. <laughs> as a werewolf apologist, her dream is to become a werewolf. So I would save her in that moment yeah. so she could live out her I fantasy. I don't want to be a werewolf. I don't want to have to hike every full moon. She's like, they're nice, peaceful people. They only murdered people who lived at the house, plus hikers. They only eat deer in the woods. They, like, <laughs> hid themselves away in a remote area of the Isle of Sky. So it's not, like, a big deal. Just don't hike there, idiot. I don't yeah. want to be a werewolf. It's too much hiking. I want to be a vampire and sit in a murky castle and just bite the necks of hot dudes. I Like, burn this into your brain. If my intestines are out, shoot me like my husband would. <laughs> I fully agree with that sentiment and statement, but that's a wild thing to say. I'm just going to say that. I agree with it. Can't believe someone said it. It's true love. It is true love. Yeah. I'm glad that we finally got to the nature of true love here on this podcast. <laughs> and that's being willing to shoot your partner if their intestines is out. Exactly. <laughs> if I learned anything from Starship Troopers, it was that if they are going to die in a painful way, you put them out of their misery. Yes, please. Anyway, they go running with the intestines out and they come upon a road and a Jeep. And she's like, get in. Come with me if you want to live. And they do. <laughs> now, a, a werewolf does attack the Jeep to try and get at them. But they take off. And she's like, hey, I heard gunfire last night. So I came to find you. And she's like, there's a farm right over here. Now, here's the thing. Where did she come from if not from that farm? They're not asking her enough questions. The entire movie. They're not just like, hey, bitch, how do you know all this shit? You seem too into Knowledgeable, it. yeah. The only way she explains it is that she is a zoologist, so she's in the area to study that, like, the life in that area. Like, the lycanthropes, the, yes. Yeah, but I would definitely ask another follow-up question to that. Same. Like, where do you live? 
Who do you live with? Why are they so hairy? Yes. Do you have control over when you change or not? Like, there are lots of questions you could ask in this situation. Yeah, and it was at this point that I realized that Special Forces dude was still alive, and I was just like, how? But then I was like, <laughs> oh, he's definitely a werewolf. Yeah. So they go into the house. The stove is on. The oven is on. Somebody clearly just left, and it was her. Uh, but I mean, there's, like, food on the table. Like, there's bread yeah. on the table. Like, like literally, it was just laid out. And then they heard the gunfire and were like, let's go eat people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, her dog that she has with her is just roaming around the house like it's his house because it's definitely his house. Best dog. He's the best dog. It is a great dog. I thought it was going to change, like, the thing because that dog was too attentive. Mm. So, okay. Two things about that. A werewolf with a dog, is that a hat on a hat? I think it's like a goofy Pluto situation. <laughs> yeah, I've always said Pluto is a werewolf. Like, I've always said that. <laughs> yeah, it, The signs absolutely. are clear, guys. Yeah. And is Goofy a dog or is doof, Goofy a goof? Anyway, go ahead. Goofy's a goof. Goofy's a different species because Pluto and Goofy exist at the same place. Yeah, but that's weird because they are both dogs. We don't know that. Goofy is a dog-like being, like Barf from... Yeah, he's a half man, half dog. You're right. He's his own best friend, Mikey. <laughs> so, yeah, so you yeah, were exactly. saying, Todd, the dog. Yeah, the other thing, the, my second thing in that is there is clearly a shot where the guy in the rubber werewolf suit is like getting close to the dog. Yes. And it scares the dog, so the dog bites yeah. at it. And it made me sad for the dog. It did make me really sad. <laughs> I was sad like, for... that's a scary thing to put in a dog's face, guys. Like, don't do that. <laughs> the dog is not an actor, really. It's a dog. It's a dog. Well, it reminded me of the little girl in Halloween 4 where he would lift his mask and be like hey it's just me we're having fun time pretend times it's i'm not really gonna hurt you but there's no way you could go to the dog and take your dog head off and reveal a human head and be like hey i know my human head is in the chest of this giant dog and that's why i can't see but i'm not gonna hurt you tiny dog <laughs> like that doesn't my, dog, my dog would be fine with it he'd be finally dog overlords have come he's like <laughs> she's gonna be like great let's 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 kill all these people i think mccready would run mccready runs when i use the ice maker on the fridge really? so like i don't he doesn't have a lot of bravery going on my two boy kitties whenever i use the ice maker run to the fridge do they like ice Is yes this a thing? they do like ice they're hoping uh, i'll drop some on the floor because they like to play with it they, they like bat it around you know dennis used to do that mccready not so much it's the worst i hate it because it's hard to pick up when they're playing with it i'm like i don't want yeah, my floor is getting soaked guys i gotta get this it's ice slippery. yeah like stormy they get to, they get to the house uh and she's just like wow uh, they're not here what a house and they just start like eating and she's like you guys hey that was ours yeah <laughs> like boo but they're doing a field dressing on sarge who again just let him die. just shoot him let him die so painful well, i mean he's actually not gonna die because he's turning which that's I feel like the Sarge and um, Ryan, those two not being werewolves the whole time makes sense because they're turning. They have just been exposed right. to the werewolf disease or whatever through their scratch or a bite or whatever. Yes. And they turn eventually after a few hours of having that happen to them. But she, her ability to not change is very confusing in this movie. She'd be holding that werewolf poop in. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that what it is? I think so. That's what Sarge talks about. <laughs> Women werewolves only change and turn against you at the most inopportune times. I don't know if you know, but girl werewolves don't poop. 
So that's true. They're a hundred percent efficient, Mikey, at being a bitch. <laughs> oh god! I don't even know if that's offensive because it is a female dog at that point. Question dog. mark. They do. They say that in the they movie. Say anyway, it. he he he. When he goes with his rant about all women, I knew this would happen to me. I was laughing so hard. It's it's a wild misogynist rant, but at the same time, I was kind of like, I mean, she is gonna eat him probably or try to. Well, a broken misogynist is. Is right twice a lifetime when the werewolf woman betrays him and tries to murder him. How often does that come up that that's a phrase, you know? <laughs> he has it tattooed right across his heart. But you can tell it's just like a speech they like cornered into the film, like, wouldn't this be funny? And then, like, because it's like so out of his character that you're like, yes. what is this? It's Lucius so funny. Lucius would never. He <laughs> loved his never. life. Although he didn't know what a. Okay. Never mind. Watch Rome. He doesn't really know a lot about women in those first few episodes is all that I'm saying. That is very true. Yeah. That's very, very Terrible true. Terrible husband. Lucius Varinas. He al- he also <laughs> never understands when people are hitting on him. And I'm like, Lucius Varinas, you're hot. Like, how do you not understand this? That is something that he and I share. <laughs> but good thing he had Titus Polo to tell him what's up. I know. R.I.P. Titus. He's so great, too. Like, if you look at Rome like it's a buddy cop comedy. Like, I do. It is my, it's like, my, it's one of my favorite, like, HBO TV shows. It's so... And only two seasons. It's so good. Well, it's because it was early on and when HBO was producing their own content and those movies or and those it's those seasons so cost expensive. like a hundred million dollars to produce yes. in like two thousand five. Like that yeah. was real so money good. for a pretty small HBO at that point. Anyway. No one decides to ask this lady more questions, but they should. They're like, nah, she's hot. She checks out. It's fine. She gave us food. She's a winner. Yeah, she gave us food. (laughs) And she's like, hey, it's 50 miles to a phone and there's no other farms. And I'm like, so again, where did you come from? Right. That you heard the gunshots. (laughs) Exactly. And she's like, the nearest town's four hours away. And it's like, so again, where did you like? How does people have no phones? Like, is it fifty miles away? Is that where? Yeah, the nearest so town. So it's fifty. No, it's it's fifty miles to a phone, four hours to a town. Yeah, fifty miles or four hours because it's like the roads are windy or whatever because it's in the mountains. I guess I didn't want to say this, Mikey, but I've been to this area of Scotland oh, and it is a lot of like one lane roads that like they have traffic going both ways on it. And it's very windy. It, it takes a while to drive in this part of that country because of that. Sure. But she's referencing two different places. So yes. she's saying yeah, yeah. it's no, I 50 get that miles page. to whatever house, but then four hours to whatever town. Yeah, I got the impression that it was like, because it wouldn't take you even on those back roads four hours to drive 50. It's probably kilometers. Does she say miles? She says miles. Yeah. Weird. Okay. But either way, like it wouldn't take you four hours to do that even on those windy roads. Right. So that's probably just like the next farmhouse over that has a phone. Right. And then the, it's four hours to a town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they go outside to go and the car is immediately fucked because the werewolves have shredded it. Which I thought was cool as shit, though, when he like looks outside and the the hood is open and it literally looks like they just didn't rip the engine out, but like took their claws and like clawed everything they possibly could. I was like, hell yeah. Hello, little car pulling wires. (laughs) Yeah. Is that from Cats? I hate it. I hate Cats. No, that's Into the Woods. Okay. You're missing all the flowers. Yeah, Sondheim's way better. Y'all are ruining this for me. The wolf in that one has a giant codpiece. Anyway, so the Jeep explodes. Like, um, and explodes so bad that it would have broken all the windows of the house. I know, right? So at that point, they're like, ah, shit. Well, uh, I guess we're going to barricade ourselves in the house. And as they're like, you know, barricading themselves, the wolves attack. 
They're all trying to close that front door. Yeah. Because a wolf is reaching in and Ryan is being barked at by the do- the dog is like that guy. He is barking and entering. <laughs> bark, bark, bark. And Ryan's like, shut that fucking dog up. And I was like, is he going to shoot a second dog? Because not enough punishments in the world. I know, right? <laughs> like, this is, what are we doing? What, I honestly thought he was going to shoot this dog, too, because, you know, he's shown a proclivity to shooting dogs. But he doesn't. Because he gets thrown up on. Because yeah. he gets thrown up on, which is so gross. Terry barfs on his head. And I was like, bro, no, 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 I no, gagged no, no, a little no, no. bit. But I also thought it was funny. Yeah. I was glad that he was suffering. I was like, yeah, fuck that guy. He showed a dog 20 minutes ago in this movie. Yeah. He can get thrown up on a thousand times. Correction. He shot a dog almost an hour ago. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. By the way, we're only 50 minutes into this recording and we are blowing through the story. Yeah. Well, it's because, again, you could have cut 20 minutes out of what we have already talked about. We've covered everything in the movie. This movie's (laughs) beloved. Y'all shit on all of these movies, man. I'm not shitting on it. I like it a lot. Okay, I really okay. like this movie. I'm saying I'm saying that there was a way for this movie to be even better, and it is to get us to this point faster. Because this is where it gets really good. This is where shit starts popping off. Like it is honestly sort of wall-to-wall action from when they first start attacking the house till the end. Yes. And my only frustration with that is they're bullet sponges, right? So we yeah. go through the same merry-go-round of actions three or four times of let's barricade the house let's shoot at them let's barricade the house let's shoot at them and it yeah. doesn't do anything because yeah, it seems like it seems like you can shoot them 30 times then they, they fall off the house and they go crawl away and then they like but then they come back and they come back yeah, yeah in my mind the bullets were hurting them yes but yes eventually they had to like retreat and then their healing factor like healed them yeah. and then they would attack mm-hmm. again so it's not like the bullets are useless but ultimately it's not going to stop them yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they attack the entire house. They end up barricading. They're shooting out the windows. They carry the sergeant upstairs, and Megan helps. And they're gonna super glue his intestines back in. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which again, fucking shoot me, just like my loving husband would. <laughs> he knows what's up. Uh, but this is where she's like, "Werewolves are real. I'm here to study them." And he's like, "Motherfucker." So. Everyone tries to go find other weapons because they know they're going to run low on ammo. And this is where they find the axe and the sword. And in my notes, I just have sword in the house and I'm in the house sword. <laughs> like bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah. But anyway, so they all have like axe, sword, wind, water. This is not Captain Scotland or Captain Planet or whatever. Like, yeah, it's just they just find a sword, which I did think was weird, but they found one. Well, Scotland has a bunch of swords. I mean, they just went through the house looking for weapons. It did look like a sword that would have been in the movie Braveheart. Like, that's what it looked like. Yeah. It's one of those kind of like long swords. You can take our lives, but you can never take our werewolves. <laughs> our intestines. <laughs> Braveheart would be so much better with werewolves. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Anyway, so they kind of reconvene in the kitchen where she's going to tell everyone that it's werewolves yeah and he introduces everybody he kind of goes around he's like this is terry this is spoonie this sarge is upstairs that's ryan we don't fucking like him because he's a fucking asshole and he's not on our fucking team and she's like calm down lucy's farinas and he's like i'm a man of loyalty this scene does not play out like mean girls or like the way she's playing it off to me they just like does go around (laughs) yeah so they don't like the kid reads 
everyone in the room out of the burn book. You know what I'm saying? For filth. And they say that Ryan can't sit with us. <laughs> <laughs> but she, they make it clear that like Ryan is from another special forces group and fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. Now they do also find the photo of the family that lives there. Yeah. And this is where she's like, oh, they've lived in this part of the country for years and years and years and years and years. At which point I was like, they're the werewolves. She's one of them. Like instantly. <laughs> well, I mean, it does like they must have murdered them. And I was like, oh, that's sad. I would have thought that except that she's like, they're really nice. I don't know why they're not here. And I was like, mm, werewolves. You either assume that they were murdered this night by the werewolves that are in the area or they are the werewolves. Bella, what's up, Loka? <laughs> I did think it was weird that when Lucius Varinas saw that picture, he was like, hey, Megan, look at this photograph. <laughs> Every time they kill it makes me laugh. <laughs> Terrible. Anyway, suddenly Ryan is better and they're like, why aren't you fucking dead yet? <laughs> you seem to have healed mighty fast, guy who can't sit with us. Show me your stomach. <laughs> Truffle shuffle. Do it. <laughs> I think Ryan was excited to be a werewolf. I think he wanted to be. I think that was his plan. Kind of like the alien prequels where it's like mm. if we infect someone with the alien, we bring them back then we have an alien as a weapon. Yeah. I think that's what it is. That he was just like, I volunteer as tribute. I like how in America we're like spending a billion dollars on like F-22 rap. Like we're going to make a new fighter jet. And in Scotland they're like, we're going to send 20 guys in to capture a werewolf. That's going to put us ahead of the game. I mean, he who has the werewolf has the last laugh. Because I would assume, like unless our missiles are made of silver... Werewolf wins. Wait, okay, so if you hit a werewolf with a fucking missile and it blows it apart, <laughs> does it like tear Terminator 2 like skitter back yeah. together and then build a new <laughs> werewolf? I don't think that's how it works, Paige. Maybe. I don't know. No, but they blow the house up and kill all those werewolves. So like really all you need is a cruise missile. Right, exactly. He leaves. We don't know if they are dead, dead, like permanent dead. You you really you really think it like Terminator 2 skitters back together? I hope so. <laughs> I hate this too. <laughs> but I'll also, like, your fighting force can only fight basically when they have their period. And, like... <laughs> when the moon is full. Yes. We don't all have periods when the moon is full, although that would be very cool and spooky. It would be a nice visual reminder of how to act in public. <laughs> the moon is full. I better stay inside today. <laughs> or just go outside with a bunch of cookies and, like... That's right. Cater to like, us. Cater to our whims. This was a nice family. They've lived here for generations. I brought you cookies. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ryan's better because they rip his bandages off and he's just like, oh, a crop top. But <laughs> he's, he's miraculously better. And the fact that they don't immediately throw him outside boggled my mind at this point. Because now they're like, he has super healing powers. That screams werewolf to me. And they're yes. just like, well, hang out and we'll find something for you to do. <laughs> I'm like, what? No. No, that guy stays tied up and or dead until we're gone. Because I don't trust that dude. Yeah. I don't trust anything that has those kinds of injuries. And then later that day is fucking fine. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> so the power goes out because the wolves 
uh, turned off the generator and I was just like, the horse used the elevator. <laughs> they do seem like weirdly smart at times, but like also not. I don't know. Do you keep your consciousness? We don't really go into it. We don't go into it because like they do live there. Like the werewolves know the layout of the house, right? Yeah, it's their house. Yeah, right? Yeah, some of that could be instinct. Yeah. But if they have consciousness, that's like makes it a little worse because they're like consciously killing people. Well, and I think they do because she has control over when she changes. Yeah, well, and, and okay, so in the version of like a Twilight or a True Blood where they have control over where they change, yes, they have consciousness while they are a wolf. In the classic werewolf myth, uh, which is also what we base like American werewolf in London and stuff off of, when, when they change, when they turn, it's like a light switch. They turn off, wolf takes over. Yes. And so they don't necessarily have consciousness around what's going on but i think maybe this is more of a true blood werewolf scenario i think so yeah because she can control when she changes i guess uh and at one point one of the wolves tries to open a doorknob and i'm like opposable thumbs because they have like big old hands instead of like paws like they would as a wolf they're more like claw hands yeah than paws yeah which like i would have rather they had paws that's just me personally yeah Give me them give me them evil toe beans. Hell yeah. I bet they still smell like Fritos. Yeah. Why do dogs' feet smell like Fritos? Is it because Fritos smell bad? Yes. Or do dog feet smell good? No. Fritos smell bad. I love Fritos. Same. I love them too. I think they taste delicious, but they objectively smell not great. Maybe they smell not great on things that are not Fritos. Because Fritos themselves, I dig, and I'm I'm here. For, I couldn't eat them if they smelled bad. Yeah, you don't no one's creating the Frito cologne. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Okay, what's a food-based cologne that you want that you feel like would attract people to you? Chester Ch- Chester Cheetos Frito. Oh, so you're a Frito man. <laughs> Chester. Just, just rub a corn chip behind your ears. Yeah. Chicks love it. Chester. I can, I, I'm like picturing the ad in my head right now, and it's just Mikey eating Cheetos and then spilling some on his chest. Yeah. And then you hear him whisper, Chester. Just like rubbing orange <laughs> particles into your face. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to smell like no one wants to smell like cheddar. Okay, cheddar smells like farts. It does not. Broccoli smells like farts. I don't like smelling like food in general because I feel like people expect me to. Like I don't need to smell like a cupcake. That's a lot to unpack. And have somebody be like, "Of course she smells like cupcake." I mean that makes sense. Yeah. I actively avoid food smells, but also I personally really like the smell of men's cologne, so I often wear men's cologne. Yeah. I like a woodsy, a woodsy cologne. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But more often than not, I just smell like shit. Uh, have you been in Mikey's shower? Is that why? <laughs> he doesn't wash half of his layers. He's a never nude. Yeah. Instead of washing clothes, he just puts another layer of clothes on top that's clean. And then like the, the deeper you go, the, the dirtier it is, crustier. And I know Todd hasn't seen Friends, so he doesn't understand no, this he reference. he doesn't understand but that it, reference. But yeah, it's, no. like, it's like the episode where Joey puts on <laughs> all of Chandler's clothes and then does lunges. Oh, I've seen, I've seen that though because there's like a gif of that you know i've I've seen that yeah and then does lunges without wearing any underwear i mean he's definitely wearing a lot of underwear (laughs) right 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 but like not his own sure no absolutely not his own yeah that's the bit that's the fun of it this is mikey from horror virgin i practiced this ad for factor in my car today (laughs) can you show us what you practiced yeah 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 
Mikey from Harm Virgin here <laughs> talk about Factor. <laughs> Nailed it. I have used Factor on and off the last couple of years, uh, especially since 2020. My work is very busy. I have a very busy day job. He does. I have a very busy hobby uh -huh. slash second job called podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it's so much work for you. <laughs> Eating healthy is hard. Cooking, I'm single. <laughs> Cooking single is hard. And I've loved Factor. Other people, they ship you ingredients. You have to cook them. It takes a long time. Factor, they ship you fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? Keto? Ket Ket <laughs> Mikey, you said it wrong so many times. I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? Keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. But anyway, Factor's amazing. So just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 to get 50% off. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Anyway, I did like when they threw boiling water on the werewolves. I thought that was a good plan, but it takes a long time to reload. I thought that was a good plan as well. And then it stopped being a good plan when he tried to use that pot to hit the werewolf through that little, like, for lack of a better term, portcullis in the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the pan is too big. To get through that, to hit the werewolf that is no longer there because just sprayed it with hot water. What are you doing? Yes. Stop it. I don't know. Just He's just providing extra work for a great Foley artist yes. who had great pan sound. Just like, punk, 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 punk. He's like, ooh, I've got just the pan for this. <laughs> <laughs> but at this point in the movie, I realized that there was like a half hour left yeah. still. And I was like, how? How is there still so much time left? But this is where they start using the stun grenades. Which I think are so stupid. Yeah, they don't seem to do much. Except for stun a little bit. I mean, yeah. yes. Which, I mean, they're called stun grenades. That checks out. If they see in the dark, then I guess flashes of light would like really hurt their eyes. Well, I, and okay, this is my stupid headcanon that the movie doesn't explain, but this is why I thought the flash worked on the camera and the flash grenade because maybe the light was like daylight. Yeah. But that's more of a vampire thing, I think. That is more of a vampire thing, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could just be that like their pupils are so dilated because they, they need to be able to see it in very dark areas. Right. So when you hit an eye that is super dilated like that with a lot of light, it hurts. Yeah. That's why they should wear a pirate patch and cover one eye, and then when they, they unadjust, they and just they flip the patch switch. over. Mm -hmm. I love that you know that about pirates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not just like, all pirates lost an eye, so they all wear patches. 
like we were told as children. Some probably did. I mean, I'm sure some did, yeah, but it was mainly for what you described. Yeah, I know it because of the Mythbusters episode where they did it. That's where I learned about it, too. Yeah, and I was like, man, every one of my history teachers fucking lied to me. Eat a dick, Mr. Edwards. Actually, Mr. Edwards was a great history teacher. Thank you for being a great history teacher. He's not listening. Well, he died. Um, He's definitely dead, yeah. Oh, then then he is listening. Yeah, he is listening to you right now. (laughs) Anyway, so they go upstairs in the house. And at this point, it seems like Sarge is going to die. And he's like, hey, the battalion's yours. And it looks like he dies, but he doesn't. Anyway, (laughs) they now start developing the idea that they're going to go get the other Land Rover out of the shed. Yeah. And they're trying to, like, prep how they're going to do that. So they're going to distract from one side because Spoonie gives no fucks. And he's like, absolutely. Spoonie's a badass. He's a real Captain Spears. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Mikey? Yeah. I don't know what you're saying, but okay. No, I don't know what you're saying. Oh, from uh, Band of Brothers, Mikey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But Terry's going to be the one that goes out to hotwire the car and then bring it back. Yeah, because Megan knows there's one in there, but doesn't have the keys for it. Right. So they ha- like that's why he goes, because he knows how to hotwire it. And Spoonie's like, well, then I'll go be the distraction. Although we'll find out later that she probably didn't know where the keys were and she was just trying to feed her families. But she also gets kind of lightly hurt in the interaction bringing Spoonie back into the house. Yeah, on her cheek or whatever. That's because she like pierces her hand on a sh- like a shard of glass that's still stuck in the window that was broken out. Yeah, and she looks at her hand and is like, uh, and he does wrap her hand later, but I think she makes him do it so he doesn't see that it heals. Right. I thought that too. Well, I mean, in the moment you think it's because she's hurt, but yeah, I think so too, ultimately. Yeah. Because she would have been fucking fine. Right. I also did think it was weird that when she hurt her hand in that moment, which we're not quite to yet because, you know, he hasn't gone to hotwire the car and Spoon hasn't gone out to make be the diversion, but right, she right, doesn't right. really react like she's hurt. You know, if you had like stepped on glass or whatever, you immediately sort of recoil And in the moment, I was like, why? Like, that's a weird acting choice. But in hindsight, it makes it makes sense because that probably wouldn't have hurt her that much at all. Yeah. She's got that disorder that that one girl from the Internet has where she can't feel pain receptors. Yeah. Just like every other woman. That's not. (laughs) Who's a werewolf. Okay. I'm going to deliberately eat and murder you on the next full moon. I'm stuffing your guts back in. (laughs) Don't you fucking dare. I'm getting all up in your guts, but not the way you think. (laughs) Oh, no. I don't like this. Anyway, Terry gets pulled out of a window during this, like, melee at the house as they're trying to kind of prep. So Terry is gone. And Lucius Varinus is like, we got to go get Terry. And Ryan is like, he's fucking dead, stupid. And he's like, I know, but damn it. Yeah. So they're going to send another guy, not Terry, to go hotwire the the (laughs) car. Uh, And they send Spoonie out to, like, distract so the guy gets out to the shed to get the car. He hot wires it. He turns it on. The headlights come on. This, I thought, was a really scary reveal. I did yeah. too, there's, man. There's a wolf there, and it's eating Terry and rips Terry's head off. And then throws it onto the car's hood. I was like, yes. fuck, that's actually a really good effect. And again, remember, super low-budget movie. Yeah. Like, they do a really good job in this movie. Yes. Uh, and so he takes off. He drives the car out. But he gets to the house, and as he gets to the house, we see the breath from the back seat. Yes. I love that shot, man. That was great. It was so well done. Because this this is what I'm talking about. This section of the movie, fucking great. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you want to get here faster. Well, and you can tell he learned these lessons because Descent is yes. much more tightly paced. And that's three years after this. Yeah, that's 2005. Yeah. This is technically 2002. Yeah. It didn't get a release here. So, yeah, but it, it was 2002 in the UK. Yep. But he just says, you're behind me, aren't you? And he just blood mists in the car. It's 
great. He actually like jumps in the back seat to like fight it. Fight which I thought was yeah. dumb, but also he's dead anyway. You're gonna die and, anyway, yeah. so yeah. you might as well. Same. Yeah. I thought the same thing. Now nah, this crew has heavy the thing energy where they're like, all right, we know that we're gonna die, but we're gonna go out in like real cool ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me the flamethrower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the flamethrower. They go they go out to the car to be like, okay, we're we're gonna load up and they open the door and his it's just like soup, like man soup that just falls out of the car and there's a wolf in it. So they're like, oh my God, no. <laughs> so they run back into the house, they shoot at it, and this is where she cuts her hand. Yeah. But now they're like regrouping. They're like, what the fuck do we do? And she sits down to play Moonlight Sonata, which I was like, werewolf. Right? Werewolf. She's singing songs about the moon. Well, playing piano songs about the moon, at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really cool, though, because that's like a break in the action. You get a little mm-hmm. bit of a reset, and they're showing like the house and the moon or whatever. And the piano is like a little bit out of tune. Like, it's just a really yeah. sort of creepy little reset for the next set piece, which is like just more action, really. Yeah. Well, and, and the guy who went to go do the Land Rover, I now have in my notes, it's Joe, the guy who was obsessed with football. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, oh, football being what we we call over here, soccer, soccer. But this is where Ryan criticizes Lucius Varinus. And he's just like, you still can't kill the dog. And he means him as the dog. Yes. Where he's like, you should have killed me. Like there are there is problems. And I think he's hinting at the fact that Sarge is going to turn too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so this is where he's like, you're going to tell me what the fuck is up. And this is where Ryan's like, well, we were trying to make a werewolf weapon. Oopsie daisy. <laughs> we should have recorded a disclaimer at the beginning of this that I and probably Mikey have been saying werewolf, not werewolf. Well, it's wolf is singular. Wolves is plural. Yeah, but we, when we did a werewolf movie in the past, we got made fun of for saying werewolf. No, you guys said werewolf. You weren't pronouncing the L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also like. Who cares? And I'm sure I've been doing that this whole time. So like, yeah, yeah. I apologize. I say werewolf wrong, but it's the way I say it. I don't understand. And I'm sorry. I, I, I know that he was your favorite English teacher, but he's not going to criticize you for not pronouncing the L. It was a history teacher. Well, fuck that joke then. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Lucius Varinus is like, we lost good men out there. And I was like. I know, and Caesar doesn't give a shit. Right? <laughs> Although he's going to trick you into thinking he does. Yes. Yeah. You think Caesar was a good guy or a bad guy? I think Caesar was a power-hungry maniac, and power corrupts absolutely. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Caesar was a genius. Yeah, that doesn't mean he was a good guy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of people who are very smart, they use it to their own advantage whims right and he was born into a very rich class and was able to make himself literally a god yeah i don't know that i would have been able to resist that temptation but yeah i do think he is a very bad dude for sure like i get why the fashion police in rome killed him for wearing purple Mm. my favorite caesar joke that no one gets well it's because purple was the color we can't it's it's because it was the color of the monarchy and he was trying to be a king but he was an he declared himself emperor, and they're like, we're a, we're a republic. Anyway. Yep, Senator Stab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Etu Brute. You know the end. Etu Brute. Yeah. Stab, stab, stab. And that's how they made Caesar salad. <laughs> and dog food. A lot of people don't know this. In every can of Caesar dog food is a little a bit of, of actual Caesar. Caesar. That's what makes it so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, said yeah. that like I've eaten Caesar dog food, and I want to be clear that I have. Nope. Canon okay. now. Okay. All right. <laughs> You know, every can of Caesar dog food doesn't get transported past the Rubicon because they got to keep it fresh. Exactly. Yeah. It's like course. (laughs) For the record, if you've eaten at Taco Bell, you've eaten Caesar's dog food. Okay. Oh, nice. So it is delicious. It is. 
I've never had it. I don't know. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a lot of talk that you're just mumbling on about how you definitely haven't or may have ate dog food. I'm picturing Natalie feeding the dogs and you at the same time, and you each have your own <laughs> bowl. Yeah, I, I can definitely picture him nipping at the smaller dog so he could get at it first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like there's harnesses involved. Oof. Well, good for y'all, I guess. <laughs> not, not my thing, but who am I it's to... It's also not my thing. Sure, sure, sure. No, sure, it's sure. it's Natalie's thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I assure you, it is not Natalie's thing either. <laughs> Natalie, we, kn- we know <laughs> yeah. you keep him in line. <laughs> yeah, it is harness. Speak, boys. Speak. <laughs> I do I do love that he, in this scene, in, in this movie, they say to Ryan, sit, stay. Yeah. Multiple times. <laughs> yes, they do. I thought it was great. It is at this kind of point in the film where i'm like they are dying the more they die the more jokes they make and i was yes, like yes. good for this film to do with that yeah <laughs> yes uh well but and this is so this is where he kind of reveals what's going on and he, this is where he because uh, they kind of get in an argument with him of like what do you mean and he's like well you were bait essentially like i was bait you were bait like it is what it is and they get mad well it wasn't that the special forces group was the bait they special forces decided to have them come in and do a training exercise with no live ammunition. Right. And that way the werewolves would come to and kill them. Right. And they could capture the werewolves when they were killing Kevin McKidd or Lucius Varinas's group. Right. Right. It just that plan backfired. We didn't realize it backfired until this moment because the werewolves attacked the special forces guys first. Yeah. And not the regular army guys that Lucius Farinas is now in charge of. Right. Um, but this is where Ryan then turns. Yeah. Which I think is, again, for a very low budget movie. Well done because there is some makeup. The eyes are yellow. He's yeah. got that mouth yeah, 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 yeah. that looks like t- like bigger teeth and he's got the hand claws thing. But that's all. And then he falls down behind a table and then a, like, a guy in a different suit <laughs> a werewolf stands hand. up. But I mean, yeah. but yeah, like I, I thought it was effectively done. Yeah. Well, and, and this is where they do say fetch as they throw <laughs> a stick for him, but they stab him with the sword. I do love that at this point in the movie, they are just throwing anything at the werewolf wall. Like what? what is going to stick? Will they actually run after things when you say fetch? Yeah, and they they don't, but they it distracts him enough to stab him with the sword, and he then kind of runs out the window. But they're all trying their own different things, which I thought was very funny. Yeah. So one guy throws a stick, one guy hits it with a pan. I think Kevin, I think Lucius Varinas gets like a thing of peanut butter and tries to put it on the roof of his mouth. <laughs> like it's just like all <laughs> shit like that. Like no one's shooting at him in the moment. I was like, guys, he's in the room. Shoot him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't have enough rawhide for him or whatever it is. <laughs> they do love rawhide though, Paige. I don't know what it is. They love it. Rawhide. But so he runs out the window and they board the window up. And this is where like Lucius Farinas is like, hold on a second. Uh, they're not home because they are home. like we are in the werewolf's house. And she's like, they're good people. And he's like, well, too bad because we're going to kill them all. Yeah. And the fact that he doesn't make the connection of like, oh, you're one, too, is crazy because like clearly. Yeah, I guess at that point he's just like, okay, she already told me she was up here studying them. Right. So maybe she just became friends with them. I get that. They're normal people, you know, most of the month. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, okay, maybe that's what it is. But I definitely would have been like, I'm killing her or incapacitating her. Because she is on their team. I don't care really if she's a werewolf or not. Let's hold her hostage. Or exactly. Something like, something like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't. They're just like, all right, you're cool. Thanks for the heads up. 
Like, like, what are we doing? I do think it's very funny in this. And I do think it's an in-joke in the movie that they set it up multiple times as if he and her are, like, about to kiss. Yes. And then they don't. Yeah. And the last one is where, like, she reveals what she is. It reveals she turns, yeah. Yeah. But this is where he goes up to talk to Sarge. And Sarge is like, hey, yo, I'm definitely a werewolf. It's I can feel it. Yeah. It feels awesome. I can feel it deep in my Mick Kroger guts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's thriller, thriller night. But he also, this is also where he's like, it's not like if you have to piss, you have to go. It's like if you have to shit, you have time to kind of gamble, find a shower, whatever you need to do. But this is also where he's like, clearly you're going to have to kill me because me werewolf you, Lucius Farinas. Me, werewolf. You, Lucius Farinas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like, let me be the bait. Like, yeah. let me help, like, kill them, please. So he does the Molotov cocktail. They decide that they're going to light up the shed and they're going to blow the shed up with the Land Rover. Yeah, they're going to, like, cut the fuel a little bit, leave a trail of gas as he drives it in. And then as he's running back, they're going to light the gas. So it then travels to where they left the Land Rover and it blows up the barn. Right. Because that's where Megan has told them they live. Like, that's their house or whatever, which we already know isn't their house because we saw the photo on the mantle when she was like, look at this photograph. So we know the barn isn't where they live. They, well, and it's not that they live there. It's that they think they're hiding there to stay warm. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But still, like, they clearly live in this house. Right. So they execute the plan. The shed blows up. Yeah. And she is like, well, there goes the car. And she does say this, like, I thought you were the best chance of getting out as if she was going to travel with them with the car. Right. I was like, what was her long term plan here? I don't know. Well, and, and then I was like, maybe if she doesn't turn for a full full moon, does that make a difference? I don't know. Does that break the curse? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think that she was alluding to them. Like leaving with them or them being her only chance to escape because she wanted them to feel like she needed them because then they perceive her as less of a threat. Does that make sense? Something, but it does sound like she actually wanted to leave. But she, you know, this is where she says she's like, he has this whole thing about being nice to women. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, well, if you're nice to me, you get <laughs> killed. And she starts to turn and literally Spoonie just immediately shoots her between the eyes. I was just like, damn. It's such a bonkers rant conversation slash. It is. Hilarious. Yes. I did like the shot of her starting to change because she also reveals that she let two of them in. Three, yes. I think. Was it three? Okay. But you see her starting to change. Yeah, she she's like, I unlocked the door and it's that time of the month. Yes. That was a great line for the only female character to deliver in this movie. Not true. One of the wolves is a woman. We don't know which one, though, because they all kind of look the same and they bumble around the house. Go ahead. <laughs> so then we do know which one the woman is, Paige? It doesn't pass the Bechtel test. It They're not, not like, bark, 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 but also my career and not a man. <laughs> I'm a zoologist. Uh, yeah. But I do think that shot where she's starting to change and they like stand up behind her mm -hmm. and they've got like moonlight on the windows behind them sort of, um, you know, outlining them. I thought that was a really fucking cool shot. But then Spoonie does blow her head off, which I was here for. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. And thus begins 20 minutes of them destroying every fake wall on this set. Oh, <laughs> yes. Paige. I love that this movie taught me if I'm ever in a dicey situation and I'm taking a shit, 
I could always just hack my way out of the wall next to me. Yes. Like, I thought that that was insane, but they probably could have actually done that with that knife. Well, and, and I couldn't figure out where they were in relation to each other because it seemed like the toilet was a completely separate room. And then he was also in a bathroom that's a completely separate room. But then they they crawl through and join. And then from there, they crawl through into another bedroom. Meanwhile, Spoonie is in the kitchen just stabbing the shit out of a werewolf and i am here <laughs> for it spoonie is in the kitchen bare knuckle boxing a werewolf yes. so like, Such, is it's my favorite awesome. scene it's just Dude's so fucking awesome. good because spoonie does punch the werewolf and its tooth flies and sticks into a wall and it's great that was i think my favorite whole shot of the movie like i was like if that was in the trailer for this movie i'd go see it oh yeah so i think this is an appropriate time to tell you that some people have been sending me stuff about fighting kangaroos and uh only two people have died in the history of the world fighting kangaroos. So I'm I've doubled down. I'm all in. I'm ready. Multiple people have died by kangaroo. Like like kangaroos have killed so many people. It's not just two forever. Two fighting them. That's yeah. two who deliberately tried to fight them who died. Hell yeah. Which is two too many. Oh, those are those are kangaroo sanctioned fights? I don't know about that. I think they've only yeah, we're gonna be fine. No. It's gonna be fine. Raise a lot of money. So uh, where'd you start boxing? Oh, I came up through the kangaroo leagues. Yeah. Like, I don't think there are kangaroo-sanctioned fights, are there? there? There should not be. Like, if one is holding your dog hostage, sure, punch that one in the face. Yeah. I have no problem with that. But, like, they don't have a kangaroo jack with boxing gloves on, do they? Well, we don't know. We Soon. Soon they will. We will soon. When yeah. they give us the catalog of which urn to choose. I will not be too sad to do so because I warned. I warned. I mean, and we are definitely going with the kangaroo Jack urn, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, I don't think I don't think in my will that you two will be part of the service planning. Sorry. Too bad. Mikey, you'll be dead. Like it doesn't matter. No, that's not how that works. If at a all. kangaroo well, we'll be in a different country, so they won't have control. But if a kangaroo disembowels you, I'm gonna stuff your intestines into its pouch. <laughs> that's fine. Anyway, so they're bursting through the walls while Spoonie is fucking up <laughs> a couple different werewolves. And this is where they pick him up and they're clearly gonna kill him. And he's just like, you know what? I'm gonna give you diarrhea. I'm gonna give you the shits. Just my ghost's gonna haunt the fuck out of you. <laughs> Okay, I'm sad that we lost Spoonie because he is the most badass person in this movie. Yes. Spoonie's the fucking best. Yeah. But I can't think of a more badass way to die. Like, how did you die? Oh, I bare knuckle boxed at least one, possibly two different werewolves. Yeah. I grabbed the knife and literally stabbed its face like 40 <laughs> yes. times. Yes. And then I gave it diarrhea. And then I like, gave it diarrhea. St. Peter would just open the gates. You know what I'm saying? He'd be like, you're, you're in. You're solid. Like, you're in terrestrial kingdom type level. You know what I'm saying? Not since... Aliens have one-liners like this been like sold and accepted as well as this. Like yes. I was like, Spoonie, yes. Go Spoonie. Yes. Uh meanwhile, Sarge and Lucy's Varinus are in a wardrobe where they're like, What's that smell? Oh, there were dead bodies in this wardrobe. So Sarge just machine guns out the bottom of the wardrobe so they fall one story down into the kitchen where Spoonie was stabbing those werewolves and they find the puddle that used to be spoony yeah and sarge gets his watch back because if you early in the movie he gave spoony his watch <laughs> he literally reaches like what would be inside like his body cavity yeah and pulls out a watch which is not where the watch would be because it would be on his arm right i think the werewolves ate the watch and then spit it back out and they were like uh gristle 
Actually, that does make sense. Meanwhile, Sarge is like, I'm a turn soon. So Lucius Varinus, get into the cellar. He's like, listen, Lucius Varinus, I got to take a shit, bro. You might want to get out of here. Yeah, you might want to get out of here. So he puts him in the cellar and then he kind of collapses against the stove and he turns the pilot light out, but then cuts the gas line. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. he is clearly about to turn, but he lights that gas line and he, before he puts Lucius Farinas in the cellar, gives him the watch. He's like, you could prove what happened with the watch. And I was like, no one's going to believe this shit. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> also, like, that doesn't prove anything. It just proves that you were there when Spoonie got killed. Right, right. Or did it yourself. Yeah. yeah. I killed my platoon. I killed my entire platoon because I am the wolf. Uh, but so the house explodes. It's a great house explosion. It, it really looks explosion. awesome, for especially for the budget. Like, yeah. I, it does not look better than Oppenheimer. I made that joke earlier. It doesn't. But, like, for the money, it does. Pretty close. Yeah. Well, and I was amazed that it didn't destroy the cellar, but oh well. So I know. I love that he is literally three feet below where the epicenter of that explosion and he's fucking fine. They could have yeah. been like, I'm going to go into the bomb shelter. Yeah. Right? Something. Anyway, he Lucius Farinas is walking around trying to get his bearings. And he sees the dead campers from before. Well, this is like the, you know, like in slashers where like sometimes the killer will like set up a, like a, right. a bad place where like all the bodies from the movie have been like stored. Like this is that place, but it's the campers. We've only seen two of them from the very beginning, but... Also, it's been told to us through dialogue that they have been killing a bunch of, like, hikers and stuff. They said 15, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is all those 15, for sure. Uh, yeah. Plus Sam from his platoon. And he yeah. realizes he can, like, smell or hear Ryan, who still has the sword through him, which is wild because he tries to, like, stab him through the head with the sword while it's still in his body with oh, the teeth. the teeth sore thing. Oh. That actually, like, I was cringing during that moment. Oh. I was like, oh, I hate this. Yeah. Um, but the dog, who he took into the cellar with him and is also miraculously unharmed, barks at Ryan. And this is where the dog <laughs> looks scared. The poor dog. Uh, I know. I was like, oh, come on. Like, that's just bad acting. Like, if that dog was raised by a pack of werewolves, yeah. it would be, like, used to seeing them and being comfortable around them. Like, yeah. Mm. Listen, I'm not saying the dog's a bad, a bad actor. You should, like, not do that to a dog. That's mean. Yeah. It is me. But he scrambles around. He finds the silver letter opener because for some reason the werewolves brought it with them. I think they just brought all the gear with them, which I, I do also think was weird. But he finds it in a bunch of camping gear. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. they don't need camping gear, so I don't know why they brought it. It is weird. But of course they're going to use that, though, because they did set it up as a pure silver. Right. Yes. Like, Letter opener like you know that's Chekhov's letter opener at the beginning of this movie Yeah yeah so he stabs him with it And then shoots him in the head because I would Assume the silver makes him unturn Yeah and when they're human you can Kill them so he shoots what him. does he whisper at the end He says something he's like Boom yeah uh, Scottish Simlish Oh he says uh, I bet you think That's the end of it I think is what he says And then he shoots him It's okay. something like that yeah but Anyway he leaves the next morning with the dog and that's, that's the movie. Now I did like in the credits where it flashes to the pictures that the camera took. Oh, I did love that. That was great. Yeah. I turned it off right when the credits started. I wish I had not done that, but I had to jump on this call because I just watched it. They look better in the photos than they do in the movie. Yes. In the in the photos, they look really scary. Really scary. Yeah, so okay. Let's talk about like final thoughts because I agree this movie's not scary. 
and it's it's largely because I think had they had a bigger budget, they could have made those monsters scarier. They're just not that scary. Uh, but I really I dug the movie, uh, probably because it's not that scary and it's pretty heavy action. Like I'm here for this movie. I think people should absolutely watch it. I, I love a good action horror movie, and yeah. um, there's not a ton of them, a ton of a ton of good ones. I mean, I really think like Aliens, yeah, Terminator. If you consider that a horror movie, like those kind of movies are, I think, good examples of the action horror lane that this is in. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fun ride. I like competent characters being competent. Like they, you know, they react realistically. You know, I I, I like the villains, the internal ones and the external ones. I thought it was a really good. A good vibe, uh, you know, it kind of had the format of like a traditional zombie movie, but with werewolves. And I, I, I really dig it. It's a fun ride. It is. I really enjoyed it. I was like, while I was watching it, I thought to myself, this is definitely worth doing a, an episode about. I get why Mikey wanted to do this, even though it's not like a super popular movie. Like it didn't do great in theaters or anything. But I do think if they like remade this today, it would. I, I do think if you redid this movie, you could choose to do the werewolves in a different way that could potentially make it scary and that would be awesome okay i think you'd have to do it more like jaws does i think they show too much of the werewolves in yeah, agreed, this. agreed um agreed. which like again it's low budget i know lighting would have been a very difficult issue that's why there's a lot of harsh lighting in this like the yeah the moonlight looks crazy like bright right but speaking of the lighting it, do- it it is very dark but it's not dark where it bothers you and i think that's no. a really hard balance to find in horror films yeah, no, I think you can see enough. And I really like yeah. the way they, like, in some scenes, the lighting is literally the glow stick they break and put in their mouth while they're shooting things. Right. Like, I enjoyed the shit out of that. Like, that was cool. The one that I didn't love is that they they clearly could not always shoot at night. And so there are, A, whenever we see air quotes werewolf vision, it's black and white, but it's very clearly filmed during the day. And also throughout the night, there are portions that you can see were filmed during the day. And converted. And converted, yes. Yeah, you can definitely tell. But but again, low budget. I think they, for what this cost to make, I think they did such an amazing job. Like, yeah. I get why his next movie that this guy wrote and directed was The Descent. Right, yeah. I, I feel like he is really, really good at this type of horror movie. Yeah. Although I'll say The Descent is way more emotional than this movie is. This movie, Mm -hmm. I think, is like just action horror. Low budget, but action horror. Mm -hmm. And that Descent, he had a much bigger budget and was able to do, I think, a much better movie. The Descent is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I fuck. I haven't watched it since we did an episode on it. I would revisit it because I'd love to do an episode with Paige on that movie, but I would not enjoy watching it again. This movie, I would absolutely watch again. Yeah. But Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I do. Well, here it is with your fun facts. Werewolf Werewolf fun fun facts. facts. Uh, So the super glue element of this story is actually referenced in a book called Small Favor by Jim Butcher after the movie came out, uh, where in the book, a female character is disemboweled and talks about super glue being invented in the Vietnam War to stick wounded soldiers back together, but then admits that she only saw it in a movie about werewolves and doesn't actually know (laughs) if that's true. In the scene where Sarge, they're operating on Sarge and Sarge asks him to knock him out. Yeah. uh, Kevin McKidd throws a stage punch, but accidentally misjudged 
and hit Sean Pertwee, who's Sarge, yeah. on the nose. Uh, but he was actually drunk for the scene and didn't feel it. Oh, my so God. So he took a full punch to the face because he was drunk. <laughs> I mean, it does look like he actually punches him. But, like, yeah. that's common in movies. They're usually stage punches, you know? Yep. So, like, that's, I mean, I'm glad he was drunk for that scene. I do love him in that scene because he's like, you saved my life. I love you. Like, he's, like, talking about how much he loves uh, Lucius Varinus's character and he's just being very very funny while they're trying to like stuff him full of Mick Kroger sausages yes. and then super glue him back together it's very funny it's very funny now in set deck and monster design part of the reason these look more like cats from the musical cats is because they did use dancers as the werewolves. Okay. But they did two other things to make them seem more imposing. So first and foremost, a lot of the sets were actually built short, like tall enough for oh. our characters to walk around in, but short enough that the wolves would have to duck to enter sets. So you'll notice the wolves are always ducking. Yeah. In the, it also makes them run into things more, which is funny, but that, <laughs> that's why they're always ducking. But also they would wear stilts a foot taller. So it made them tall to begin with, but then they also had to duck. Now, Simon Pegg was offered a part in this movie, but turned it down to work on pre-production for Shaun of the Dead instead, which I do think he made the right decision. Yeah, absolutely he made the right decision, but I would love to see him in this movie. That'd be great. Would love. Um, Now, there's very little CGI in the movie because they thought that it was being overused at the time it would take viewers out of the movie, because of how the special effects looked. It was also very expensive at the time. I mean, it's still expensive yes. now. but And they didn't have a big budget, but yeah. Yeah. Now, what I will say is small budget that made this work is Shaun of the Dead, which does have some CGI in it, but it's very, very subtle and used very, very sparingly. And I think that makes for kind of the perfect blend. Um, now, all of the corpses hanging in the basement were originally created for and used in the movie Event Horizon. Really? Ah. Yes, and recycled for this movie. Okay, that's awesome. And Sean Pertwee, who is the, he played Sarge, is in both movies. So <laughs> oh, it was like, oh, yeah. fancy meeting y'all here. So he, he had actually been to space so he could... Uh, you know, empathize with those bodies yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and bring them back to be in this movie. It's nice that he's getting work for his friends. Yep. Okay. Kevin McKidd, Lucius Farinas, cracked a rib during the first few days of shooting and he didn't want to be replaced on the movie. He thought that if they found out he was injured, they would replace him. Uh, so he hid it for a few days, but eventually the pain was too much. So he had to tell people he was injured. And they did replace him. Um, they at least started the casting process of replacing him. Uh, with Jason Statham. What? <laughs> Jason Statham, who unfortunately, due to scheduling conflicts, had to turn it down to do Ghosts of Mars, also another crazy movie that we should do at some point. Oh my God. I, have we not done Ghosts of Mars? We have not done Ghosts no. of Mars. <laughs> Ghosts of Mars is fucking nuts. Um, but essentially, in the, pro the whole process of trying to hire Jason Statham and not being able to, uh, it was enough time for Kevin McKidd to heal so then he was rehired after his injury healed and completed the movie. Nice. I, I think he's great, man. I love him in this. He's great in everything. He's great in everything. Uh, Sarge is Sarge's full name is Harry G. Wells, named after H.G. Wells, <laughs> um, famous author. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, now, the insurance did not cover the actors jumping out of the helicopter at the beginning of the film. 
Um, and a lot of the crew were ex-army, so they jumped out of it instead. The crew also doubled up as other soldiers for some of the background shots or oh, shots nice. where they're just kind of walking around in the background. There are some like really cool like environmental shots of like Scotland and them walking over the hills mm-hmm. and stuff. And I bet because that's like really far away, I bet that was like mostly crew, probably B roll yeah. with like yeah. people dressed as soldiers. And I bet that was like the crew. Yep. Uh, the badge they all wear on their shoulders is a wolf's head with a spear through it. Uh, it was specially <laughs> designed, and it's not easy to spot. Perfect. That's really cool. Yep. Uh, now, the script originally called for the dog to pull at Sarge's intestines, but they thought it was a little too gross. Yeah. So they had it pulling the bandage instead, but most people think it's the intestines either way. Yeah. It does look like it the does intestines. Look like it. Yeah. yeah, it's bad. So people are still grossed out. Yeah, it is like a, oh, God, kind of moment. Yes. Now, a, a little bit of, of tidbits. So me, char- the character of Megan says that the werewolves are kind people in human form, but it's most likely a lie, obviously. Uh, we know because the stew in the cottage is described as tasting like pork, but it is likely people well i mean uh, i think we have evidence that it is people because they're keeping bodies in the cellar it's yes. not yeah. just that they're killing them when they're werewolves they are doing something with those bodies those yeah. are the parts where it's like yes you turn and you accidentally kill somebody because you didn't have consciousness it's bringing right. the bodies back when you're cooking them you know yeah. when you're cooking them in human form i feel like maybe you've taken this whole thing yeah a step too far just a little bit. Uh, so this movie likely takes place on the 1st and 2nd of September in 2001, as England did indeed beat Germany 5-1 to one on the night of the 1st, and those nights were indeed full moons. No oh. shit. Okay. Yeah. One of the soldiers in the movie, uh, the first one to die, don't be a hero, is named Bruce, last name Campbell. Hell yeah, Bruce. <laughs> Get it, Bruce. And I, I will leave that. That's our those are our fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So what do you all think the production budget was for Dog Soldiers in 2002? $500,000. Okay. 500,000 pounds. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so I, uh, I don't have a definite budget. I have an estimated budget, which is pretty common with low budget movies. It was a $2 million budget. And again, that's okay. estimated. Um, if you adjust that for inflation, again, because this movie came out in 2002, that would be roughly $3.4 million today, which would still be low budget. Like, that's a very low budget movie. It did not get released here in the U.S., but of course it did in the U.K., and it released in the U.K. on the weekend of May 10th through 12th, and it was third in the theater when it came out. It was beat by, and again, this is UK theaters. It was beat by About a Boy, which is another UK movie. It's Hugh Grant, I think. Um, number two was Panic Room. Number three was Dog Soldiers. Number four was Joe's favorite movie of the time, Bend It Like Beckham. And number five was mm. Showtime. What do you think Dog Soldiers made in its opening weekend? 500,000 pounds. Okay. I'm going to go 600,000. Okay. This is automatically converted to dollars, so I don't know what it is in pounds, but it is $994,000 is what it brought in in its opening weekend. Good for it. Yeah, yeah. It was in the theaters for, I think, three weeks total, um, and it was fifth in its second week and um, eighth in its third week. But what do you think it made worldwide at the box office? Five million. Paige, what do you think? I'm going to say... Three million. Paige, you are closer. It is $3.5 million mm. worldwide. So on a $2 million budget, they made 
$3.5 million. Uh, so it, it definitely at least broke even. It probably made a little bit of money because I, unfortunately, because it was so low budget, I bet the marketing was also minimal, if any. But uh, if you adjust that $3.5 million to today's dollars, it would be just over $6 million at the box office. I would say this movie was a huge success, though. It is now a cult classic in the horror community and also like led to this guy who wrote and directed this movie to writing and directing a bunch of other movies, like we've mentioned, The Descent, but also he directed mm -hmm. Hellboy, The Reckoning. Like, he's done a lot, and he should be able to work for the rest of his career after this. Anyway, that's your box office. So, Mikey, do you want to hit us with that scary scale? Yes. Our scary scale is a scale of 1 to 10 of how scary we found the film today when we watched it. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Paige. Um, I'm going to give this a 2 but mainly just for that scene where he turns the headlights on and the wolf is eating that guy. Okay. Yeah. That is probably the goriest moment in the movie. I'm going to give it a three uh, because that scene, but also I don't know why, but the knife or I guess sword that's through Ryan as a werewolf going into in the Lucius Varinas' mouth and you hearing the teeth yeah. grinding uh, on it. That yeah. really got me, man. I hated teeth that. Teeth is a big uh, trigger for me when it comes to that stuff. So I'm going to also give it a three. Like that, yeah. those two scenes, what Paige described, you described to me, put it together like, oh, so that's our scary scale. Yeah, but it is a very watchable movie, even if you're afraid to watch scary movies. Like, it's not very jump scary, which is no, what gets it's, me. It's a good Halloween style for to watch with people who are like, you want some, like, maybe a scary movie that's not super scary, but you've never seen it before. Go for this one. What you might call, yeah. like, gateway horror. Yeah. 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 Edible horror. As in you take an edible and enjoy yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. That would have been fun. You're right. Uh, so this week, you guys made us watch Dog Soldiers. What are you all going to make us watch next week? Well, it is Werewolf and Vampire Month, so next week is going to be Bram Stoker's Dracula, the Keanu Reeves one. All right. I, I of course, haven't seen this, but I am looking forward to seeing it because it's... Who is it again? I remember you telling me, but it's... It's Gary Oldman, uh, Winona Ryder, Keanu Reeves, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. And it's it like, is bonkers. It's absolutely it's like bonkers. It's Hollywood's attempt at horror from like 30 years ago. Like it's, yeah, but like classic horror, they're like, we're going to do horror the way the classic Universal monsters did. and Like it's, hammer horror. Yes, and yeah. it's wild. It's crazy. So have you seen it, Paige? I've seen it, yeah. And I've seen it recently, okay. too. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it recently. I haven't seen it. In <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't remember a damn thing except Gary Oldman's wild armor when he finally puts on Dracula's armor. Dracula has armor? Todd, you are not ready. <laughs> is this Van Helsing? Like, what are we doing? Van Helsing is in it? I forgot. Yes, but not this, not Hugh Jackman. But uh, Winona Ryder is also in it. Yeah, Paige said that, which is also surprising, but okay. Mm -hmm. um, I would say it's transfixing. It's hard to look away from. Let's put it that <laughs> you way. You get glamored by this movie is you what you're glamored. saying. You get glamored. Like, you start, it's on TV, and you're like, I guess I'll watch this. And then an hour and a half later, you're just like, wait, wait, where did the day go? I'm going to say this. <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula is like Dune and Dracula kind of mixed together. I might love this movie. Though. You might love it, honestly, Todd. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's not like the not the epic scale, but like just like the bonkers details is like, what? Why would they go that direction? But you know, okay. Right. Although, also, side note, Dune may be the worst planet for a vampire to live on. Yeah, because it's all it's sun. very it's sunny spice. there. Yeah. Well, it's not yeah. our sun. We don't know what the rules are with intergalactic vampires. No one's really explored that. But. We will when our new intergalactic vampire movie comes out. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Blade, 
Blade 3000, Intergalactic Vampire Hunter. Oh, can we can we cast Andre 3000 as Blade? Yes, please. He's the spaceship. Oh, anyway. So your homework for next week is to watch Bram Stoker's Dracula. Dracula. Set a course for Earth. All right, 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 now vampires! What's cooler than drinking blood? I've seen them in concert, and let me tell you, fantastic. Oh, I bet that was amazing. I would go see them in concert for sure. I'd go see Outcast today. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? I don't. Well, while you're looking one up, let me read one of our Spotify comments that came in last week on our Pride of Chucky episode, which we got a lot of responses about just for the record. I love Bride of Chucky. <laughs> I'm going to read uh, Gormley Peach, who posted this comment under our Bride of Chucky episode. Five out of five most anticipated pods each week. Love y'all. Thank you. Except Todd. Sometimes <laughs> when he says crazy stuff. Came across the Creep episode and Todd said he refuses to watch the Rocky movies. What the hell? Yeah. Peace. So, Oh my Gormley God, that was Peach, so long ago and you still haven't so watched ago. one fucking Rocky film? And I have not time yet watched Cop. any of the Rocky movies. Or Time Cop. Yeah. Or Time Cop. It's almost like starting a new job where I've had to work like 65 hours a week and then produce two podcasts that are two hours long each week is too much to do. How many times have you watched Seven Brides for Seven Brothers since that time period? I haven't watched Seven Brides for Seven Brothers since we did it for the podcast, Mikey. I legit don't have time. <laughs> I've definitely watched it since. I love I love inflicting that movie upon people. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers is a time. No. I love it. But I will say I do want to watch the Rocky movies. It's not that I don't want to watch them. It's that I don't have time to commit to it. And I think people should understand that usually when any three of us have free time, movies are things we all three love. But like, it's nice to not watch movies as well. It's nice to do other things. Yeah, sometimes it's wa- nice to watch like Down Under and see what they're getting up to on mm. the Valor. Yeah, you know I, mean, what I'm I did very much binge two seasons of Below Deck very quickly, and they were not short seasons. No, Ugh. but Mikey, did you find a review for us to read off Apple reviews? Yeah. This one caught my eye, entitled "I'm Gonna Date Michael So Hard." What? All right, okay. <laughs> now I know why you uh, wanted to read it by Jay Perry. All right, well, Jay Perry, why do you want to date Michael so hard? I haven't been listening too long, but I really enjoy this podcast. Todd Page and Mikey are such a great trio, and I enjoy the review style of going through a movie scene by scene. Yeah. They all seem like genuinely funny, intelligent, and kind people, and I'm happy to listen and support. Why, thank you, Jay Perry. I usually listen once my baby falls asleep in the car. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) When he's awake, the kid's songs over and over and over. It's my it's my adult time. Keep up the great work, and I highly recommend this pod. Michael is P.S. Michael is very handsome and has a great smile. I'd hit it. Winky face emoji. Thank you. Five stars. Jay Perry, you are correct on both counts. Although I would not hit it, but I get it. Mikey is a handsome dude, and thank you for that five star review. And if you want to make Mikey read your five star review, hit on him in our five star reviews. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including 
TikTok. Mikey is at mrandolph24, and I am at Todd J. Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horrorvirgin, where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff, like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes, where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the regular mm-hmm. feed drop. We do a lot of great things, like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me, but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable, that's fine, but if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash virgin. We also link it like once a week, so just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box, so if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager has been like driving her crazy this week. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week, guys? She ate Terry in the barn. (laughs) Honestly, disturbing. You might want to get that looked at, Tia, because that shit is gross. This episode also brought to you by Jonathan, and Jonathan wants me to make you guys watch this video. So I'm going to steal your screens right now and make you watch this video he sent me literally today while I was watching this movie for the podcast. All right, here's the video. Oh, this is from Peacemaker. Oh. I do love the neighbor in Peacemaker always shitting on Peacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> John Cena, I was surprised by his acting ability in this show. Why? He acts during wrestling every week. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> John Cena is so good in this, and that but old man is honestly really good, too. I love too. that show. I know. It's really good, and that scene is hilarious. Because he just, like, rips that old man a new one, and he's like, oh, God. We're about to go into some weird superhero territory, because, you know, they're rebooting the DCU with James Gunn in charge, but they're keeping Peacemaker in it. John Cena's Peacemaker in it. Because James Gunn did Peacemaker, did he not? Yeah. I think that's why they hired him, because they were like, holy shit, someone knows how to make a DC thing good. That and... And Suicide Squad. He made the good Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. And then Marvel's announced, I think, that they're going to, like, have a kind of a reboot, kind of bring other, like, they're going to redo Captain America and Iron Man and all, like, they're bringing in other actors. It's the new phase, basically, yeah. Well, well, like, I think all this side stuff's about to go get destroyed or whatever. I did catch up on Loki last night. Did you? Okay. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, because, like, I feel like that's the key. The low-key nailed it. Nailed it. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for the support and making us watch that very funny video. Now we return you to another episode of The the Patreonicals. All right, here we are in a desert, a Mad Max type desert. There's a giant. Mad Max world, baby. Yes, they are on a giant war rig. Okay, um, they're like. Libby. Oh, shit. Okay, I redid some of the notes. Hold on. I'm, I'm finding my place here. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> I yeah, took take some your notes. time. Take your time. Yeah. Uh, 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 Libby, who has a mechanical arm and is driving their giant war rig, she's in charge because she was the queen back then. And, and and she's like, all right, looks it up. I, <laughs> some of my notes don't make sense. I love it. 
I like how past Mikey sabotages current Mikey. <laughs> Welcome to the theme of my life. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's a giant big ass war rig like, like like almost like a train like we talked about hell yeah. and they, they have like different vehicles attached to it and then behind them you have edward who's like what's that dude like uh, emotion joe emotion <laughs> joe emotion i like joke. emotion joe though it's just a big <laughs> He's like, creepy joe. looking dude crying mediocre <laughs> <laughs> why am i so mediocre He's back there. And so, yeah, he, he's got an army of fucking Mad Max stuff. And in this world, there's no gas. You know, gasoline is like a concept, really. You don't need a ton of it. <laughs> gasoline isn't so much a thing people use to power their vehicles. It's more like a myth <laughs> we talk about. It's like scripture. Okay, yeah. Okay, so okay, so one of the cars, we'll get this out of the way. Uh, Karuna and Natasha now have 27 children, blue children. Good lord, they've been busy. Yeah, they are. They're in a comfortable Mad Max train style. They're their oh, children they're doing now. Train style? Nice. But now their children are like running throughout the train, like doing the, like the repairs and stuff. So like that's how keeping the train running. They're like the head mechanics. Is I do love that in Mikey's mind, child labor is definitely the right way to keep the train running. Mm-hmm. Their tiny hands can get into the engine parts <laughs> that adult hands can't. <laughs> And really big government keeps stopping us from like really having labor where we need it right now. Nobody wants to work anymore. Oh my my God. God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, So anyway, Edward, Emoton Joe, he sends some of the Mad Max cars in. And uh, Mr. Rage Bomb and Sonsy's playing his flame guitar. And Mr. Rage Bomb is sending fireworks off. They're on the top of the train. They're just like performing all the time, and then then they send he sends up the special firework that they're attacking because it's just like a big race, right? Uh, yeah. And uh, Kate's like, "Well, I've still got my psychic powers, so I'm just gonna like float over there and and fuck them all up. It'll take two seconds." So she floats over there, and um, she goes to do that. <laughs> God damn, these notes are so stupid. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what do they say, Mikey? <laughs> like one is just. Okay, River Moon has like a lot of fungus roots and essential oils. Okay, I'm remembering what that means now. Okay. <laughs> She's like a doTERRA rep. Mikey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. You should always read your notes to us because Paige and I are fluent in your gibberish. Oh, true. That is Holy true. Holy shit. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> okay, Kate goes there and then, um, as she's she flips two of the cars, but then she's shot by a bow and arrow in the side and falls. Oh no! And Wes, the handsome dude, he is turned on our people, and uh, he's become a bad guy. And he steals Boezy's mechanical ski do, <laughs> and goes and picks up her body and goes to uh, Edward. Mikey, can I just tell you what I'm picturing with that ski do? Yeah. It now currently has big fuck off like monster truck yes, wheels it does. on it. That's what I was picturing. Because yeah. he's Florida spikes, man, right? Spikes yeah. everywhere. Absolutely. Like, yeah, flames somewhere. Yeah. yeah, that's absolutely like what's a, happening. It's like a chariot that you would, uh, like from Ben Hur, but yeah. it's a jet ski. Yeah. Uh, Dreskel um, still has his Iron Man suit. So he's going, He like he's like, all right, I can fuck people up with this Iron Man suit. And then um, he like takes off above the train. It it's been sabotaged and he crashes down. He's lost the Iron Man suit. Oh no. 
Madeline the Jester sabotage it. She's like, she's like, ha ha, and she cartwheels off the train and then goes and joins the bad guys <laughs> with the cartwheels. We should have seen that coming. Never trust someone who cartwheels everywhere. Never. <laughs> you get all mixed up. <laughs> you don't know what to do. <laughs> what's up? What's up from down? You get morally gray. Um. Okay. So, uh, one of the cars comes. Aaron uses her bow and arrow and shoots the dude in the face, and his head just like gets fucking exploded, and then it crashes. It's a real Katniss Everdeen kind of move. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Allie the mermaid is just flapping around, and she's like really <laughs> struggling in this desert environment. Okay, so wait, when she's like dry, it's it, I thought it was splash rules where she had legs unless she got splashed with water. Yeah, but she needs more water than the normal person. Okay, so she's just like, she's got legs, but she's thirsty. She's got <laughs> legs, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but you know that she's thirsty. Hell yeah. Well, in this world, apparently the rules, are, the rules have changed. She's got her fins, and she's like, I don't understand what's going on. I'm thirsty. I can't change out of my fins. Bo Weezy's freaking out. The love of his life is suffering. He's lost his jet ski. Like, there's just so many things wrong. He doesn't know how to help her. <laughs> everyone knows if you remove the Florida man from his jet ski, you remove him from his power. Yeah. You can take the Florida out of the man, but you can't take the man out of Florida. Yeah. Well, that's just because of his like legal requirements to stay within the state. Yeah. And it's hard to surgically remove Florida. That is it true. Is. Uh, River Moon is spraying her with peppermint scented oil and making her eat like a root or something to feel better, but it's not working. Have some more machinacea root. It'll keep your your uh, flipper uh, nice and scaly. <laughs> um, in the front of the train, there's like super badass car with a sword out front and a pole launches. It's James Airy. He's a knight. He's still dressed in his knight armor and he's in this badass car. And at the tip of the spear is Sex Caliber, who's talking shit as they charge into another car and impale it and flip it up and destroy it. I love the thought of a sword strapped to the front of a car just talking mad shit. <laughs> right? Like, that shit's hilarious. Uh, and then uh, Vixen Avi was in the passenger seat of that car with the two machine guns just firing away. They finally gotten together. He rescued her, but now they're in a different world. And it's bad. So anyway, that's what the Mad Max episodes are going to be like, and that's over. I think I found my footing now. I guess we'll have to wait till next week to find out if Mikey, in fact, found his footing on another episode of The, the Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it ooky spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye! A werewolf like in nerds.